Welcome to the Michael You Podcast. We have a very special guest today, Marty Sandiforth. Marty, how you doing? Yeah, thanks so much for being part of the pod I, today. I like that you called me a very special guest. Yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> you are a very special guest. For, yeah, VIP. Here. We'll find out how special yeah. I guess in the next Well, time. you know, Marty, just so thankful to have you part of the pod. So uh, Marty is a, a realtor at our office at Open Realty. So um, tell, can you tell us a little bit of your story, Marty? No. <laughs> no. Dead air. Dead air. Yeah. Uh, a little bit about my story. Well, sure. starting with... Like kind of where I came from. Yeah, where you came from. Like yeah, in life or like... yeah, just you know you can because you know Marty, you don't obviously like you weren't born and raised here in no. Vancouver. No, no, you were born in Alberta. Yep. Yeah, so like maybe you yep. can start there. Yeah. So uh, grew up in Alberta and Saskatchewan. I, right. I always tell people that I grew up um, in Alberta, and Saskatchewan, and it kind of sounds better to say Saskatchewan for some reason. I'm okay. Like, I, I yeah. was born in Saskatchewan. Oh, you were born in Saskatchewan. I okay. lived in a border town. Uh, that was split right down the middle, mm-hmm. Saskatchewan on one side, Alberta the other. So I would like live in Saskatchewan and go to school in Alberta. And oh, there was wow. different like, you know, laws, provincial laws yeah. in that city, depending on what side of the border you were on. Okay. So, so anyways, I grew up in, uh, in Lloyd, in Lloydminster, uh, okay. which, uh, was so a small town total. Well, yeah, pretty small town. I think there was maybe 15,000, 20,000 people. Oh, wow. So yeah. Yeah. So, so compared to this, yeah. 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 Um, happy to have grown up in, in the prairies. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. the people in the prairies are awesome. Yeah. You know, it's, it's really about like family and it's, um, you know, it's, it's a, it's a good vibe there. Like people are, uh, just really kind and, you know, like it's, it's the prairie vibe is a good vibe and I'm, I'm super happy to have grown up there. Right. Um, I was looking forward to moving on from there too, though, you know, yeah. so when I was, when I was pretty young, I, uh, um, we used to vacation in, uh, mountains okay uh, we used to go to lake fairmont mm-hmm. and i always said you know what as soon as i can i'm getting out of the flatlands and i'm going to the mountains oh you wow know, so, man. <laughs> yeah 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 and uh you know so i grew up there i went to school in calgary right after uh, graduate well not right after graduating high school about a year after graduating high school i went to calgary right calgary was my big city um yeah. experience and and went to Mount Royal College there and actually studied criminology. Criminology. Of all things, yeah. Okay. In, Al- uh, in, in Calvary? In Calvary, Okay. Yeah, at uh, Mount Royal College. Right. Yeah, so yeah. that was, you know, I just always had an interest in... in Why criminology? I thought, I thought I wanted to be a police officer. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I like, could see that, actually. Yeah. I can't now. Yeah. <laughs> when I, when I, it's really interesting yeah. because when I was growing up, I was always really attracted to, like, these... Um, career ventures that were like super adrenaline, helping people, uh, crisis management all the time. Like right. I wanted to be a firefighter, then I wanted to be a policeman, then yeah. I wanted to be an EMT. Wow. And yeah, it was always kind of like moving that direction. So that's what took me to, to Calgary and, mm-hmm. and, and studying there. And then from Calgary, I uh, came to Vancouver, but with a big gap in between from getting my diploma in criminology. Okay. It was probably a good four-year gap where I kind of went out and lived life and, right. and you know, discovered a lot about myself yeah, but and went like... and traveled the world. And, oh, really? You traveled a lot? Well, yeah, I went to Europe. And mm-hmm. I, I went there for what was supposed to be about, well, it was supposed to be about two months. Right. And I stayed for a year and a half, just bouncing around Europe, uh, fell in love with it, came back and... And uh, spent some time in Nelson, BC, uh, before moving out to Vancouver to continue my education. And yeah. Boom. Here I am. Right. <laughs> All those years later, and, yeah. you know, like that's that's the quick version of it. But it's been uh, it's been a, it's been a long road getting to Vancouver. Vancouver right. is definitely my home. 
Yeah. Was uh, that always like when did you know? So obviously you talked about like when you knew you wanted to like mm-hmm. move away from the prairies. Like what was that like? You know what? Like I'm really grateful that my parents used to take us camping all the time. Okay. Like I camping for me as a kid just really introduced me to this happy place, you know, mm-hmm. like I, we'd go camping as a family. Those are like the best memories I have oh, growing wow. up as a kid. And, yeah. And I think for that reason, I always thought, well, yeah, like, why would I not want to go live somewhere where I have such fond memories of right. like, you know, spending time with my family. And yeah, so I knew pretty early that I wanted to be in a big city and I needed to be by the mountains. And if the ocean was close by, that'd be a bonus. Yeah. yeah. And you took a very non-traditional route to real estate, obviously. Um, yeah. So like Marty is uh, not what we call a career realtor, which is like, okay, like Morgan, like knew when she was like, she was like, okay, I'm yeah. going to be an agent. You know, there was a bit of a journey for you in, in discovery and it yeah. was a bit of a transition. Mm-hmm. So like, um, so Marty, give, give us a little, so you were, you were in Vancouver for a while in, in school and then you started with Covenant House, of course. Yeah. yeah. Like so, I said, yeah. like I was always, I've always been really attracted to, I guess, um, professions that are very people uh like relationship right uh uh, based uh so when i was studying to be a police officer i I kind of discovered that you know what maybe maybe i'm not much of an enforcer you know like i kind of kind of lost uh focus on going out there and you know the law enforcement side of things and you know having been in vancouver for the first time one of the things that really grabbed my attention when i was living in the west end right and catching the bus going all the way through uh, downtown Vancouver to get to SFU yeah. was the downtown east side was just like this what the hell is going on like I right. couldn't I couldn't wrap my head around what and why in such a beautiful uh, affluent um, city where people seem to be doing so well there was yeah. this there was this society in this um, this part of the city that was just like a war zone right and it really pulled it really grabbed my attention mm-hmm. and I used to get off the bus and like go around to the different organizations and like right. ask um, if there were volunteer options. And, you know, what could I do to try and um, understand it and then help in some way? Right. So that quickly pulled me um, away from actually finishing my degree. I never finished my degree in okay. criminology. I went into social work. Hmm. Yeah. So, um, so off I went and I was like, you know what, I'm going to do every and anything I can to try and understand the issues of homelessness in the city because right. it's a very big... It's an epidemic, yeah. It's a total epidemic. And, yeah. you know, it's it's gotten maybe uh, somewhat better in, in some ways, but not a lot, Okay. even in the time that I've been here. But at that time, um, there was just a real uh, increase in youth homelessness. Right. Just droves and droves of kids were coming to Vancouver. Um, from the prairies, from the East Coast, and, and, you know, there were organizations that were seeing their population of young people increasing, like, uh, just in huge numbers. Right. So, got caught up in that, and, and uh, worked for an organization uh, named, called Covenant House. Right. Yeah, started as, like, an outreach worker, you know, working on the streets, trying to find young people who weren't you know, getting the services that they yeah. need to and pulling them in and introducing them and then counseling and just helping them pull themselves out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and loved it. Loved everything about it. Yeah. You know, it, uh, there was a lot of hardships in that, but there was also mm-hmm. a lot of beautiful things that, that happened, you know, while working there. Yeah. And, and 
just really kind of hit the nail on the head for me in terms of um, giving me what I was looking for in terms of helping. Right. Um, and it was so relationship heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, but what do you think we're doing right in the downtown east side? What do you think Ooh. needs to be improved? You know, because like mm-hmm. it's been something. You know, so I grew up. I was born and raised here. Yeah. And yeah, where were you? Uh, yeah, I was born Richmond? and raised. No, yeah, I well, my first time I moved out it was in Richmond, yeah. but I was born and raised in Vancouver. We go to Chinatown. Yeah. Like I go to Chinatown with my grandparents. Every you know, once every couple of days to mm-hmm. buy vegetables and stuff like mm-hmm. that. We would see this like you know this lines of people in need mm-hmm. um you know young people and so on and it really had an impact on me you know my you know i just i had this deep feeling like i, I really wanted to help and uh you know it was something that you know has has been a part of our city for a long time mm-hmm. and you know for a city that just like you were saying that was so aff- that's affluent and has uh, resources like why is this still a thing and yeah, so yeah you know or how did it ever become a yeah thing? how did it right? ever like, where yeah. did it come from and, right and I think, like, in, in a lot of cities, and especially poor cities like Vancouver, right. um, there's a lot of drug trade, right? Yeah. And it kind of has, well, it has a lot to do with that. Right. It also um, kind of lends itself uh, in the way that, you know, this is the most temperate place in Canada. Yeah. You know, and, and a lot so of people So it becomes a little bit here. of a magnet. Yeah, for... like, if you're living in Edmonton and, and you find yourself on the street and you have to spend the winters outside, you're going to do that for one two months before you start thinking about coming somewhere where you might, it might be easier to survive. Right. right? So, you know, there's, there's a lot of different layers to it and you can't, I can't even begin to say, this is what I think is the cause of it. This is where we're doing a good job and this is where we could do better. Like I have a lot of theories around that, but I truly believe that, you know, for me, I didn't work in the downtown East side as much. I was kind of more focused on youth. Right. And a lot of the youth that I was working with, yeah, that they were there were a lot that were in the downtown east side, but a lot of them didn't really associate themselves with the downtown east side. Okay, they kind of started um, finding themselves in places where they were couch surfing, and then right. they were, you know couch couch surfing more. They, yeah, you were, they couldn't go home because it wasn't safe. Right, they might spend the odd night on the street, but yeah. for the most part, it was kind of hidden. Those were the right. those were the kids that were coming to Covenant House where mm-hmm. they were fresh into a place where they were like, oh my god, I. Actually, am homeless. Yeah, and I so don't want to be here. Right, and I, and I need some help. And at that time, you know, 15 years ago, there was so much um, compounding the situation for young people, and I'm sure it's still true today. Yeah. It would be, uh, but it was crystal meth. Wow, crystal meth. Yeah, when that came and hit like it did, mm-hmm. um, just completely uh, complicated everything for yeah. people who were. Um, you know, dealing with addiction and homelessness. Right. You know, you know, how do you, how do you get, how do you get, how do you peel the layers back to, to, to figure out what, how to solve the problems when you're dealing with something like that? Yeah, so. it's really complex, and I think probably for each individual, it's going to be different. Yeah. For sure. For sure. And you know, being able to 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 connect with people at this super critical time, I'm mm-hmm. sure you know you, which it, it's really a fork in the road where you guys, you guys kind of stepped in. That's what I love so much about mm-hmm. coming in house. Mm-hmm. Well, now met, you guys yeah. Are, yeah, I know. <laughs> when I met with, um, you know, Marty introduced Open to the Covenant House, which we supported last year um, in their uh, sleepout campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I know Marty still uh, still has involvement. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, yeah, like let me just go back to sure. that a little yeah. bit. Because <clears throat> when, I, when I decided to leave um, uh, the not-for-profit world, mm-hmm. I did so only because really I kind of, I kind of just got a little bit burnt out 
right. I think because it is a, it's a really a, an emotional um, place to work, right. of course. And when I was at the end of my career there, I was fundraising. Yes. Uh, I was, I was um, one of the managers for the major giving department. So I wasn't working directly with the youth so much, but, right. but I was right there with them as much as I could. When I decided to leave, it was a really hard decision, and, and I told people, you know what, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to um, go into something completely different, and it's going to be real estate. <laughs> people were like, my, what? Uh, what are you talking about? Right. Like, you know, there's this guy out there asking for money, and like, like yeah. really grinding, grinding it, yeah. it out there, but right. doing it for, doing it for the kids, yeah. you know, and I was like, constantly grinding constantly pushing myself constantly pushing my team to go out there because we had to right like if we didn't if we didn't hit our targets like doors got closed yeah you know so i said to people you know what like and at the time that i left it, it was actually a really good time to leave because i always said that if i ever was calling it in it was time to go and right. for, for about a year i found myself starting to call it in mm. and i was kind of disassociating a little bit and calling I, in like you're just kind of just yeah, doing, like, going with the motions i feel like i didn't have the drive right like i right. was i was there and i was like punching in punching out a little yeah. bit and there was somebody right behind me mm-hmm. that was like chomping at the bit right and i saw that and i saw her like pushing me in ways that that let me know that she was next in line and she was good to go yeah so yeah like i said I said, okay, I'm going to try something different. It's going to be real estate. I yeah. love, I love um, helping, but I also like sales. Right. And I thought, like, what's what is that? What is that going to be? You know, right. like, where do you find that? So and where did you bro- come with the inspiration for that? Yeah. My brother-in-law, honestly. Okay. Like my brother-in-law. Um, this is Jack's brother. Uh, no, 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 no sorry, brother. my my sister's husband. Oh, your sister's husband. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and he, I don't know if he would 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 even expect me to say this okay i don't even know that i've told him really I, i'm sure i haven't inadvertently <laughs> right. but he he's one of the he was one of the most successful real estate agents in lloydminster right and uh i watched him uh through his marriage with my sister and in, in the back of my mind i was always like god if i was ever to do it again that's what i would do right because i could see it was all about the relationship mm-hmm. i could see it was all about stewardship i saw right. that he really cared and he really wanted to help yeah people and I saw the um, the long-lasting relationships that he was forming with people, and and the reputation that he had in Lloydminster. And I thought, you know, like what a cool thing, right? Like you're out there, you're helping people achieve things, um, like big, big things in their life. Yeah. And um, I thought, yeah, that would be it. So when I decided to make the change, I was like, yeah, I'm going into real estate, but I'm not gonna like just go to a standard brokerage i want to mm-hmm. find a brokerage that gets it that like gets me right you know has a mission statement yeah um like <laughs> isn't out there just slinging it to to generate you know as many um president club realtors as right. they can uh they're trying to make a difference yeah whether it be for their agents whether it be for the community just coming at things a little bit different right uh, coming at it for the right reasons, and uh, I did go to a place just to kind of hang my license for the first couple of years. Yeah, because I didn't, you know, I didn't really know where to go. Right. It was it was an easy decision. It really wasn't the right fit. I knew that right away. Right. Um, but I did lots of research and I asked around a lot. And I remember one of the one of the first agents I ever did a deal with. Yeah. Uh, I really really liked him. I really liked okay. his style. I thought he was a really cool guy. Uh, big agent right um 
And he, I asked him where I should go, and he wasn't at my brokerage. And he said, you know what, Marty? Like, if I was to do it different, I'm not going to tell you to come to my brokerage. <laughs> right. Because I don't, you know, you're just kind of hanging my license there, too. Right. But he said, if I could do it again, if I was to do it different, I'd go check out this place. It's fairly new. It's Oakland. Right. I think you might have to be invited or something. I don't know. But I, he said, <laughs> yeah. I know somebody in the yeah. morning. And he right. said, I'll give her a call. And, sure. And that's kind of how I ended up at Oakland. Yeah. And I knew, like, Hard as soon to... as I walked in, mm -hmm. I really did know because I saw uh, your guys' mission statement right. on, uh, on the wall. And it, it reminded me so much of the not-for-profit yeah. industry. And right. I was like, huh. Okay. Yeah, I think that that's, you know, that's something that's awesome and it's great. And thank you so much for that. And, you know, for us, um, having that uh, different background that you come from and, mm -hmm. and, you know, we love the kind of the idea of collective learning where, yeah. you know, we've had a lot of great conversations and I've gotten, gotten passionate about things like the Covenant House because having great conversations with Marty, um, you know, kind of that transition that you had from nonprofit to your own entrepreneurial business, mm -hmm. like how was that transition for you? Was that difficult mm -hmm. was that challenging for sure right and and you know you always think you have a bit of an idea of, of how it's going to go but I always <clears throat> I always uh was very collaborative you know like mm -hmm. whether it was on an outreach team you know we were a team right whether it was a fundraising team we were a team right um every job I've ever had has been about a team I was a wilderness rat guy you know where I'd be with yeah. a team for the duration of of the summer and sometimes you'd have to lead and sometimes you'd have to follow but it was right. all about team for the very first time this was going to be me going off to do my own thing that's right. kind of how i felt and i and i found it i was really excited about it yeah because it's like god i've never done anything like that and here's my opportunity and you know i i was really fortunate in the sense that because I had built really good relationships with people at Covenant House, right. um, staff, yeah, and I'd been there for so long, when I right. said I was going into real estate, a lot of people were in that place where they were, you know, they were social workers, they dreamt about getting a place, right. never thought it was achievable, yeah, and they were like, hey, Marty, like, I don't want to waste your time, but, you know, and I'm thinking, oh my God, waste my time. <laughs> right. Yes, I'll help you. Yeah. And we went out there and we started, I started working with a few clients and we did really good. Yeah. And word spread. Right. So my, my lead, by the time I left Covenant House, I'd already started. Like right. I already had clients. And okay. I, was, I already felt busy. Right. That's great. <laughs> and I wasn't in hindsight. Like yeah. I look back at it and I wasn't, but I was because right. you had I was. people to work with. Yeah, yeah. And I was super fired up mm -hmm. and I had lots of good ideas and. So, you know, was it difficult? Yeah. Um, and it still is, frankly, to this right. day to try to um, uh, stay progressive in terms of building a business. Right. Nobody's ever taught me how to do that. Yeah. You know, I, I've been taught how to lead teams. Mm -hmm. You know, I've gone through all the different Myers-Briggs and right. leadership courses and all that yeah. kind of stuff. But I've never had somebody sit down and say, here's how you do a business plan. Yeah. So, I think... You know, maybe for a lot of people, for me, getting into real estate, um, I didn't realize how much of it was going to be that. Yeah. You know, I think buying and selling real estate. You know, right. You need a business plan. Yeah. You know, people call you. You go, you know. Right. Yeah. It's, it seems simplistic. It's not. Mm -hmm. And um, that's that's been the hard part, I guess. Yeah. 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 You know, I think really understanding your, your strengths and the mm -hmm. things that you bring to the table is a huge part of, uh, of 
running a successful practice and starting on your own. Yep. And, you know, having those resources of those, you know, deep connections with some of your past coworkers and stuff like that. Because I know a lot of agents, they feel like they don't want to go into that realm after they, you know, so like they transition out of another, um, out of another career. They don't want to go back to those people. How did you go back to those individuals? Was it organic or was it something that you were purposeful or intentful about? Back to people at Covenant House? Yeah. It's just kind of, I've, I've held on to relationships. Right. Uh, which I try to do, like, in my life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like we all do. But, right. I, I, you know, I've been there for so long and, and uh, established healthy relationships. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we stay in touch. And I would say, honestly, even to this day, like, a lot of my business comes from those relationships that I formed in my most recent career. Right. Um, and, it, and I'm super grateful for that. Yeah. Because, you know, I, I love... Like I said, I'm, I'm service heavy. I'm relation, mm-hmm. relationship heavy, and I need to have purpose in what I do. It doesn't matter what I'm doing, right. whether it's real estate, whether I mean whatever it is. I have to feel uh, committed to it, mm-hmm. and I f- got to feel like I have stake in the game. Right. And um, you know, the majority of my business is referral business. Yeah, the vast it is. majority yeah. of it, and and I don't know how it. <laughs> this is gonna sound right. so. <laughs> whimsy but you know it's <laughs> right. like I don't know how it happens most of the time it's okay. like I do what I can to stay social right I never turn down an invitation mm-hmm. wherever I can and and I try to foster the, the relationships that I have and I don't really go along without somebody saying hey oh my god you know what I think I, I think I know somebody that you should connect with right you know yeah I think so Marty's what we call a relationship-focused realtor. So they're, you know, if you go to the textbook, <laughs> the real estate textbooks, um, there are kind of four different styles of, of agents. Mm-hmm. And um, basically, this is how they obtain their business. So there would be a relationship-focused realtor like Marty, who has deep connections with uh, with people. He, he loves people so much. He wants to serve them really well. That's, that's a relationship-focused realtor. There's a prospecting realtor, which is like that door knocking guy, that open oh, house yeah. guy, that's, that see, cold that's calling. <laughs> and I'm a fundraiser. Yeah, I just exactly, ask people yeah. for money. Right. But put me at a door and tell me to knock on it yeah. and get, generate business for myself. Right. Oh, it's scary. <laughs> that's scary. Not that's for scary. everyone. I know. Yeah. Right. That's kind of my, how I started. Yeah. Uh, and then I've been shifting a little bit. Um, and then there's the marketing style of realtor, which is a realtor that's like really focused on marketing to pull business in. And yeah. then there's also an uh, information and uh, like a technology realtor. So that would be an agent that has specialized information about yep. something that, that another people wouldn't know and then they would, that's how they obtain business. Yep. And so what we find in Vancouver, which is kind of you know, surprising or not so surprising, um, we've, I've researched a lot of different markets, so all over the world. So um, and in Vancouver, more so than anywhere else, the relationship realtor is very, very successful, mm. is, is, is highly successful here. Yeah. Uh, referral, like it's like, you know, referral-based business mm-hmm. is big. It's like, oh, who's your dentist? Mm-hmm. It's not like, oh, I'm going to Google who the best dentist is or right. go to the dentist. It's like, oh, who's yours? Okay, I'll use yours yeah, too, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, which, which is really fun. And what which, did you use the last time you had a filling? Yeah. Oh, how did it go? It was good? Well, yeah. Go try that. Yeah. yeah, so it's one of those things that I think that Vancouver, it's it's how, you know, for, in, for a relationship-focused realtor, that database is the key. Mm-hmm. It's like people that you know and, and, and how do you, develop and build those uh, relationships and mm-hmm. how do you foster um you know how to foster uh, trust with, mm-hmm. with people and, and marty does that so well. he's one of the best uh, that i know that fosters trust with people mm-hmm. and very quickly 
um, you know, in, in, in doing that. And, and so it's pretty cool. And I think it probably has a lot to do with your training. So how's your training totally. that you had in the past from oh criminology to social services? How has that kind of impacted and helped your business? Criminology really kind of turned me on to psychology. Okay. Like when I, and sociology. Like, right. really, like, when I went into crim, I went into, I, I just needed, I needed, I knew I needed to do some post-secondary, right? <laughs> Otherwise, right. I was going to, like, I don't know what's yeah. going to happen. So, I know, <laughs> okay. I, well, that sounds interesting. Right. I, the training there really pushed me into this place where I started to realize, you know what, I'm really interested in people. Yeah. Like, I'm interested in people on a psych level, I'm really interested in, you know, people on a social level. That, that was the start of that. Um, and, uh. You know, the, the training that I got in my life that I think really benefits what I do today is uh, leadership. Yeah. Honestly, God, leadership stuff. And, and a lot of that stuff just happened organically. Like, okay. I was a wilderness raft guide where I used to have to work with eight guys and we'd go, mm -hmm. we'd heli drop in the middle of nowhere with wow. like 15 to 20 people from New York City that had never been in the woods. Yeah. And we'd raft a river for 10 days wow. like, in complete isolation in the wilderness. Jeez. And you know, we, we, we had to trust each other and we had to help each other and we were just like one succinct pact for those mm -hmm. 10 days and talk about like having to like people yeah. <laughs> when they're screaming at you right. because they've never brushed your teeth in a river before and yeah. let alone, you know, pooped in an outhouse. <laughs> but, uh, right. so anyways, stuff like that started happening where I, I started going, okay, you know what, I really like people, but I also really like leading right um and i really like teamwork mm -hmm. so fast forward from there and you know i end up at covenant house and there's more team stuff going covenant house was great because they're such a self-aware organization right much like oakland mm -hmm. um constantly pushing themselves constantly like looking inwards and going mm -hmm. okay this is how things are going on the outside but what's happening on the inside right like, are we as solid as we think we are yeah and how can we be stronger asking like those big questions so, right. being part of the leadership team there uh and and them investing so much in their leaders to mm. make sure that a people who were going into leadership roles were like the right people right doing a lot of work with things like emotional intelligence right you know and um myers-briggs and all right. this kind of stuff where people started to learn more and more about themselves mm -hmm. really kind of fine-tuned me to go into a place of leadership and uh, management there mm -hmm. and in my current role I like taking some of that or a lot of that in in real estate I really truly feel like it's all about stewardship it's all about building building that trust right um, and then it's all about like well partly project management mm -hmm. you know where you yeah. have to steer the ship and you right. got to guide a lot of people to all be moving in the same direction to make mm -hmm. sure that you know you know your client gets the results of yeah you. absolutely a lot of working with people, right? Um, yeah, on your side, but also on the other side. Yeah, mm -hmm. and um, it, 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 it it's all it's all kind of worked really, really well in that respect because I feel like um, all those elements that I was trained on are totally in effect. Yeah, in your every in your, day. Yeah, totally, yeah. totally, and like I'm super jazzed about it. Yeah, yeah, I feel like. So some, you know, a lot of agents, especially newer ones, and Marty, you know, is now in his, what, what year are you in? I'm really, I'm, I'm in my fourth year. In your fourth year, yeah. yeah. So a lot of newer agents become somewhat of order takers, you know, mm -hmm. they're basically, they just cart people around and, you know, they, they don't really like uh, 
uh, Marty was alluding to is like leading the process, giving, um, you know, great um, service and stewardship to the client and making sure that, you know, all the, uh, all the bases are covered versus, you know, when I was a new realtor getting started, I was very much an order taker. So I was like, okay, like for my client, like, what do you want to see? And then I'll show you everything. And I, I won't like, you know, I was very hesitant to share like, because I've, I've heard Marty on the phone with some of his clients before, no offense, and, like, and, he, and him saying, like, I don't think that's a great building. Like, <laughs> and saying, like, I think that this is not the right thing for you, and yeah. you know, which, which I've overheard you say a few times. So, yeah. like, um, and so, which is very different for a new agent, and, you know, having, having that confidence. Not afraid to have, like, conversations that are um, not uncomfortable, but a little confrontational. Right. You know what I mean? And I think, I think that's something that, that uh, I really need to do, and I think we do as realtors, yeah. we really need to be able to say, listen, I'm, I'm hearing what you're saying, and I'm not telling you what to do here, but my job as a real estate agent, really, is to make sure that you have all the information that you have, right. that you're well-informed, yeah. and that you've thought of everything. Right. And there's gonna be a lot of me going, um, I hear that, but what about this? Right. Like, have you thought about this? Yeah. And um, it's not easy to do that sometimes, you know, a lot of times. Right. Um, but I think it's I think it's necessary, and I think you got to be comfortable in a place uh, doing that. You know, I, I'm similar to you. I love psychology, and mm -hmm. I think I only took one like 100 level. You're course. big on like I think you talked about emotional yeah. intelligence, right? right? Yeah. So I well, I just read a book. Uh, well, I read an article in the Harvard Business Review on uh, like on leadership, yeah, and um, talked about emotional intelligence being like a key to unlocking, um, you know, to, to to being a good leader and to mm -hmm. like. Uh, having people around you succeed in a uh, succeed um, in their roles and in their duty, yeah. And so, you know, I'm always super interested in the psychology of people, like their motive and and emotional intelligence is a big thing. So, let's say somebody is kind of getting started um, in in a in a business setting, and this is something that they need to work on. Like, what would you do? You suggest them reading something? Do you suggest them doing something? Mm. Or like, what is something that you've learned that has really helped you from that? perspective in terms of just starting a business or? yeah or like or developing better relationships huh developing better well honestly I think like let me tell you how I do it just in terms of uh, I try to build good relationships right from the get-go so and I, and this comes a little bit maybe easier to me than others because I, I, I do work a referral business right so lots of times these aren't cold people right uh, I may have met them once or twice before mm -hmm. maybe didn't have a relationship I might know them fairly well but right right from the beginning like I want my clients to know that um, we, we need to meet like I want to sit with them and I'm, right. I'm not gonna have my computer with me I'm not gonna have forms necessarily to shove in front of their face right. uh, we're gonna sit down and, and we're gonna just say I'm gonna say like hey like tell me what's going on right um, I'll tell you a little bit about myself and um, we'll figure out if it's a good fit yeah I love those moments and I yeah. think other people really do too um, because I think they have preconceived notions sometimes of what it's like to start a relationship with a real estate agent sure you know and it's just like bam 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 here's yeah. what's gonna happen right and uh, I want them to really feel like they're um, they're in control, mm -hmm. you know, like, thanks for reaching out to me, but it's entirely up to you, like yeah. how we move forward. And then I'll tell you how I can help you. Right. How I think I can help you. Yeah. And, um, if we're connecting well, good things are going to happen. We'll right. get out there, we'll make good decisions. We'll, we'll challenge each other mm -hmm. and, um, and we'll have fun doing it. Mm -hmm. It's, it's got to yeah. be, it's got to be, I think it's got to be thoughtful, but it's got to be, it's got to be fun. Right. Spend so much time. 
yeah. with your clients, or right. you should. Yeah. Um, so for me, yeah, I, I think like in any business, yes, it's, it's very important to have <clears throat> the meat and potatoes of what you need to do, where you need to invest your money, how do you invest your time right. to find those clients. Um, you know, that kind of stuff is, is really important, and it's, it's, it's something that I have to remind myself to do because yeah. I just want to be in front of people all the time. Right. I just want to be in front of people all the time. Right. And so have you always been extroverted then, Marty? Or yeah, yeah, I think so. I, like, I'm an ENFJ. Yeah. <laughs> right. I think that's the same as me. But I think, yeah, that yeah. Cha- I think yeah. that's probably changed. Right. That's the last yeah. time I... Maybe it hasn't. I don't know. Yeah. But I feel a little bit more... Like, as I get a little bit older, I feel a little bit more I. Mm-hmm. You know? like yeah. I, Whereas I used to not really recharge by spending time on my own. I right. really noticed that. That I that I do enjoy that, yeah. Um, but I also think it has to do with the fact that I've never had it. Mm-hmm. Like I've always just been like go 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 in a team, right? Busy work environment, lots of people. And over the last few years, right, I've I've spent time um, on my own, motivating myself, thinking a whole lot about a whole lot of stuff, right? Researching a ton of stuff, stuff I didn't used to get to do. I never mm-hmm. had quiet, yeah. You know? And I feel like as awesome as that has been, the autonomy and all right. of that stuff, I feel the I feel the e coming back. Yeah, you know, like I feel like <laughs> right. hmm, okay, yeah, like I got a good shot of that, and I'm, I'm I I do feel like that was the the, the, the good way to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's good to be in a collaborative environment too. Yeah, and um, you don't always get that from your clients, right? Right. So it's good to have colleagues and yeah. teammates. And that's right. That people stuff. you can kind of connect with. But that level. I would say like to anybody, right. figure that out about yourself. Because yeah. if you're not in a position where you're most comfortable and you're firing on all, on all cylinders and um, not like you don't want to be forcing yourself to mm-hmm. be anything, especially in this business, because people are looking to you. They can smell insecurity. They can yeah. smell when you're Baking it and all right. that kind of stuff. Like find yourself, find your path, know what you want to achieve, and uh, yeah, and just go for it. Yeah, I think, and there's so there's a lot of different tools to kind of get to know yourself a little bit better. Like uh, we did something at the office a lot before called the Strength Finder Test. Mm. Um, that's by uh, I forget the Gallup Institute. So it would be uh, a Strength Finder test to get to know yourself a little bit better yeah. to see like um, you know. There's the Myers Briggs as well, which is a which is a really which is a good one as well. There's a bunch of ones with shades and colors. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we tried that too. Yeah. We never took those. Yeah. Like, ah, yeah, I know, and it's kind of like a lot of those types of things. And mm-hmm. I think in self reflection, you need to know your strengths because I think, um, you know, it can get really tiresome. This business can get very very tiresome if you're not doing something that's congruent with your beliefs and also congruent with your strengths. Mm-hmm. And you know, getting to know what those are. Like if you're an extroverted person. You know, go out to the, um, you know, uh, a, f- a friend of a friend's birthday and mm-hmm. stuff like that to connect with people or, um, you know, do that kind of stuff. But if you're not, then, you know, develop oh. some deep, don't, and, you know, develop, develop deep relationships with the people that are closest with you and kind yeah. of uh, build that wellspring of, of referral business, which is something that a lot mm-hmm. of our agents do here uh, at the office and something that we're really, um, like, big on and we're like, kind of fermenting right now is the customer experience is... You know, especially in your first run. So, like, Marty's in his first cycle of business. He's mm-hmm. been doing it for four years now. But really, so, honestly, sorry to interrupt. Yeah. I've really only been doing it full-time for, yeah, about three years. Yeah, I think about, for about it. three because years. Because I, I kind of had my, 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 you know, finger in the pot for a bit. Yeah. But I was working full-time elsewhere. Right. 
Yeah. But sorry, your thought. Anyway. Yeah. No, no, no. That's the three, you know, basically as you develop your business after that fourth, fifth year, yeah. um, things start kind of happening more so because you're getting a lot of repeat business and then, you know, people know that you're going to be in the business for a long time <laughs> and they can really count on you and things start getting a bit easier. Mm-hmm. Um, that, you know, as you, uh, you know, you build your data, as you put together your kind of your winning formula, the systems that work for you and your business and mm-hmm. kind of like moving it in that direction. And I think that that's like something that's really, uh, you know, important to reflect on. And if you're self-reflective on your own strengths, you can be reflective on your business as well, mm-hmm. seeing where the, where, where that stuff comes from. And I think that's, that's the stuff that I love doing the most yeah. is to just sit back and like look at, you know, the week or the month or the year and mm-hmm. say, okay, what did we do right? What did we do wrong? What needs improvement? Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of making and trying to evolve. Mm-hmm. You know, trying to continue to improve and evolve. And yeah. it, it is such a unique thing, though. Like, in terms of, like, I, I went out and I did a lot of research right. before I decided where I was going to, you know, hang my hat yeah. for, for as long as I could. And I really, like, I'm not just saying this to, to fluff your feathers, but there's, I really couldn't find another brokerage at that time, right. four years ago, um, that, like, was in that headspace where it was mm-hmm. like, you know, let's let's be as much as we can uh, for our agents, but also right. for the community and super, you know, self-aware and all kind of stuff. So, how how do you maintain that, like, with the brokerage? Mm-hmm. Um, is that do you guys do leadership stuff? Well, yeah, you know, I I think it's important to, to know how you like to learn. Yeah, you know, like um, so. I've talked to Marty several times. I think one of the ways he probably likes to learn is through conversation mm-hmm. and through connection with others, a, a way of learning. Um, so, you know, I, I love reading. I think reading is like, you know, you get in 300 pages, you get 70 years of somebody's wisdom in some yeah, cases. Yeah. And you're like, oh my, like, it's a kind of, for me, um, that, that's a that's a big thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for other, you know, it just depends on what, what you, I, I love conversations as well. Like I love learning from people in, in conversations and in a variety of different things but you know i think um you know marty and i share uh, like the passion for people like mm-hmm. the love of people and seeing them transform um you know you have seen so many youth transform um and you know it's it's an amazing thing you know to totally and there's yeah. a time with that like um you know the focus my focus my it, it seems to be that i work with a lot of first time home buyers right and it's about transformation yeah right and and i think that's why i enjoyed so much is because it's like it's transformational and it like is anything i think in in well for me anyways in any career that i do as long as there's an element where things are transformational it's really it keeps things really interesting it yeah. keeps things really authentic and genuine and and um yeah i think it's i think in a lot of industries or in a lot of different types of business it, it might not it might not be as easy to find those moments yeah you know what i mean but we're lucky enough that we work in a in a in an industry where it is about relationships right and people's people are transforming yeah every day it is like a, it's an amazing thing to be a be a small contributor or a small like you know um uh, just player. a small player mm-hmm. in, in their in their grand story yeah um you know like you work with a lot of first-time home buyers i've worked with 
uh, many as well, mm-hmm. and you see them go from dependence to independence, mm-hmm. and it's just like that proud oh, moment. like yeah, that proud yeah, moment. that proud moment, yeah. like you know, uh-huh. that that's you know, being a part of that. And I've mm-hmm. seen some agents that I get to work with, they have the same, mm-hmm. they've had those same things. Like yeah, um, we had agents um, in the office that you know when they bought their first property, or mm-hmm. um, you know when they felt that they were free from being told what to do by their previous, you know, um, you know, and they, they're free to, and they feel confident in their business and they're, you know, they're, they're helping others. Well, and hitting milestones in, yeah. their, own, in their own businesses, right. right? Like, and that's something that I really recognize at Oakland is this, yeah. you see people hitting these milestones and like, um, transforming themselves in yeah. terms of growing their business. And there's, it's, it's an environment in which you can do that and it, um, that you're encouraged to do that. And yeah. it's like, you know, Oakland University right. or, just like all the speaks that happen over, you know, every week with agents yeah. coming and presenting and sharing information right. and, and doing it from a place of like, not, oh, here we go. We, you know, we need to do this, yeah. but doing it from a place of like camaraderie mm-hmm. because there's a culture, right? The culture is yeah. really what I think sets open apart from some of the other places that I've researched more right. than actually experienced, but yeah. couldn't find Right, and I think, you know, it's just being part of that, um, you know, being a part of that transformational process and others, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, that, that keeps me, like, really excited mm-hmm. to, to, to do things like this as well, yeah. because things get to go on a little bit of a grander scale, yeah. you know? I've had many people approach me about, okay, I'm getting started in the business, but I don't think I can do it, mm-hmm. and these are the reasons why, because I come from the social service, I come from healthcare, I don't have a sales... Like a crazy sales background, but I'm like, no, I know this guy named Marty. Yeah. <laughs> and and he, yeah. Elements of that, like I, I think the same way. I'm like this, I'm this nerdy chess club guy, you know, um, in high school, and you know, this is what happens, yeah. you know, with with consistent effort and energies in the right things, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, and just le- learning from from that perspective because I really, I always had this dream that, you know, good people did really well in real estate. Mm-hmm. So like in, in, as a real estate agent, yeah. because I'm not trying to say that the past people were like this, but um, I've had some examples that I've personally experienced where the top agents were not the nicest people in the whole world. Mm-hmm. We're not kind hearted. We're not giving, we're not generous yeah. with their information time. And you know, yeah, because you're bulldogs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and those guys are pretty darn successful. Yeah. Sometimes, and, but you know, and so I was like, how, what if we created this environment where, Really good people, generous, yeah. kind, transparent, were, were leading the industry. Mm-hmm. What would happen? And what would happen is that everyone has to start moving in that direction, because once a leader, leaders of industry start going in that in that in that yeah. avenue, everyone has to start following. But if yeah. the kind yeah. of this self-preservation, super conservative, like okay, this is my info, people are leading the, leading the charge, then everyone kind of falls in that category. Yep. So it's very important for us that we kind of work with people like, you know, well, obviously work with people like Marty, well, and then they sell lots of properties. Well, and you want to you lead by example. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, right? that, that's, a big, that's a pretty awesome thing. Like, yeah. you know, to, to achieve great things in business, of course, and to, you know, be selling huge amounts of property as a, as a company and all that is great, but to lead by example i mean that 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 will last forever right yeah. as long as you're around people like that that's what i really liked when i first started was that there was there was when i first started there was kind of like this vibe of like the realtors were getting drug 
over the coal. Like right, it, there was yeah. just like this real negative connotation yeah, for whatever exactly. reason. The press was all over agents. Yeah. And I remember thinking like, oh man, like I don't want to be, I don't want to be associated. I don't right. want people to think that, you know, I'm, I'm one of those agents. Yeah. And, um, you know, I've always kind of been this guy that even when I was in fundraising, like I like trying to find like unconventional ways to do things. Mm -hmm. And I get it. Like things tried and true should be paid attention to right. because they're going to work. And, yeah. and I think if there's elements of that, that, that resonate, definitely do it. Um, but there's, but there's always like an unconventional way to come at it too. Yeah. And that to me is really fun. Mm -hmm. And that to me is exciting and, and really challenging. Yeah. And that's where I see Oakland mm -hmm. kind of coming at it from a different angle. Right. You know, and, and I think that's really a huge part of the success that, that has been Oakland so far. Well, you know, it, it's, it's always, for, for us, it's always about the people, like mm -hmm. being able to work with Marty side by side, you know, for the last several years has impacted our, uh, the way we look at things as well. You know, we want, um, you know, to contribute back to the community mm -hmm. and something like a project that we did together that was really yeah, fun last out. year was the sleep out. Yeah. Um, you know, so can you share a little bit about that? Yeah. yeah. So the sleep out is, uh, well, it's actually a huge movement that is, uh, uh, well, Covenant House is, is the organization that is doing it, but they're doing it like across North America. Wow. So there's there's Covenant Houses all throughout North America. And uh, it was a movement that started where it's like, you know what, a lot of organizations do glitzy gala Galas, events yeah. and, you know, they raise a ton of money and we didn't even really try that, but we right. thought there's no tie in. Like, what tie in is there to people like dressing up in gowns and eating a bunch of overpriced food with homelessness? Right. There's not. Yeah. So what can we do that would really bring people to the cause? Right. And the uh, the notion of asking people to raise money in order to sleep out and like basically raise money. We'll give you a piece of cardboard. You go sleep out for the night. You bring you raise awareness for homeless young people. And, yeah. And and bring awareness to to uh, for yourself, but also get really introduced to the organization. Spend the night there. Mm -hmm. You know, get to meet the kids. Um, and then you'll pile in the back in the parking lot and spend the night and it sucks and it's right. cold and it's yeah. miserable and people can't wait to get out of there and you think, wow, like there's people that have to do this every single day. Yeah. You do something like that and it's just never, I don't think it ever leaves. Right. Like you always remember it and um, it's just a super awesome uh, event that anybody, like if anybody's looking for a way to give back and to do it in an in a impactful way, mm -hmm. I would say that's yeah, it's got to be the best one that in the city, truly. Yeah, like it's just well, you know. Yeah, I participated in it last year, so it was the sleep out um, for um, you know for the Covenant House, and it was such an experience because um, you know we stayed in downtown on you know on cardboard, um, but the number one thing was hearing the stories of the youth mm -hmm. um, that you know we were connecting with, and you know I guess these are people that you when you were doing your outreach, you were connecting with it every day, and you know the impact on, on, on their lives of the things that they wanted to do and how they found some security and some stability mm -hmm. in these critical moments of their life where they could have gone into, you know, hard drugs and alcohol. Yeah. We had some, we had one lady that um, was, was, a was there um, maybe 10 years ago, but yeah. now she's, she was like doing awesome. Yeah. She's doing amazing yeah. things. She was like, you know, I was at a very critical time. I could have really gone this way, but instead now I'm, being a construction team in this and in doing this amazing 
amazing things. And, you know, for us, it's, it's, maybe it's just that we've all had the, that, um, like person in our life, that guardian angel that just kind of tapped us on the shoulders at that time, mm-hmm. um, it, where we needed it in, in our lives. And, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, that's something that's really crucial. And, and I think, um, it's fun to, uh, have some, uh, have some components of that where we're able to give, you know, we're able to, um, to help, yeah. you know, and I think and I saw like the, the impact it had on people like at Oakland. Right. I, well, I mean, I've been a part of that event for probably like close to 10 years. Yeah. But the, the impact that it has on participants. Right. Is, is pretty incredible. Yeah. It also has a huge impact on, well, obviously the organization because they raised some good money during yeah. this, but the young people participate. Right. It's just completely volunteer. But yeah. the young people want to participate in the event and tell their story. Right. And encourage participants to fundraise and right. give them tours of, you know, Covenant House. Yeah. It's, it's a really collaborative event, which mm-hmm. is which is cool. Yeah. I'm stoked you guys did that because yeah. I remember when I joined, <laughs> one of the first things that I said was, you know, I, I'm really happy to, to join, but I'm going to hold like I was a fundraiser. Right. So you got to expect that yeah. I'm going to like. I'm going to expect you guys to, to, you know, stand behind the mission right. that you have up on the wall that says putting people first, yeah. lead by example, all that stuff. Right. And you guys did like yeah. in that very first year. Mm-hmm. So yeah, for us, it's just, it's a joy to do those types of things. Yeah. And we want to, we want to do more of the type of community things because yeah. you know, it engages, um, it engages, um, you, uh, you know, in, in a lot of different ways, especially in, in just, um, forming a great community and creating a great example as well. Cause mm-hmm. you know, I want the real estate industry to really be like a source of good, yeah. you know, and especially us realtors, we have a lot of influence. We have a lot of ability and we can, um, you know, influence in a negative materialistic way, or mm-hmm. we can influence in a positive constructive way where we're helping people giving back, being transparent with our time and energy. And I think totally. that that's a big thing. It's such um, an ethical, like principle heavy industry that we're right. in. If you think about it, like, yeah, it's, it's, it's so heavy on ethics and principle right. and, and, and it's full of good people. And, um, you know, it's just a shame that it ever went that other direction yeah. for a period of time where it was like, we just need those people to sell lots of places. Yeah. It's in that, then the kind of the, that's my, that's my big thing. And, 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 and just to be super involved. Right. You're right. For sure. And I think for us, we, you know, I'm really big about, um, uh, and, uh, Marty talked about this quite a bit, but being, uh, like being in business, but also being yourself and being authentic to yourself. And mm-hmm. did you ever have any times where you were like, I got to be like this other person to become successful in this. And have you ever had any of those sure. kind of, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Like, honestly, like it, I, even in this day, like I'm constantly <clears throat> trying to hold myself. Like, it, am I being true to myself? Am I being real? Right. Um, I, I went through a, 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 a great portion of my life where I wasn't being true to myself. Hmm. You know, I, I lived, so? well, I lived in the closet, um, hmm. until I was 30. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm uber hypersensitive, hypersensitive to that now because you go through something like that where... Why? Why did you do that? I was just terrified. You know, like I grew up in, a, in an area well, in where areas, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't really, wasn't really friendly to right. people who were gay. And, and uh, you know, I just went through life thinking, you know what, this is something that, that I'm not going to let impact my life. It's, it's not going to define who I am. Mm. And you just get to a point where you start to realize that nothing is true anymore. Yeah. Right? And, and, you know, thankfully for me, I got to a place where I could, 
uh, turn it around. But now I'm like, oh my god! I, what was the realization? What was the turning point? Uh, was it just misery, misery, misery. Oh, totally. Really? Like it's so hard for people who uh, feel that they have to go through life, you know, hiding who they are because of their sexuality. Mm. I mean, that's horrible. It is, and it's yeah. a horrible place to be. And having been there and having come out of it and being very happy and and right. and in a healthy relationship now. I've yeah, been, been married for three years. Yeah, and, and you know, I love my husband dearly, mm-hmm. and and I'm so grateful uh, every day for for what I have today. Right, and my family is amazing. You know, yeah. I, I look back at how scared I was mm. back in the day, and I'm like, what was I thinking? Yeah. Because my family is amazing, and they've been amazing. What do you think the... But well, that keeps yeah. me authentic now. Yeah. Because if ever I find myself in a situation where I'm trying to be something that I'm not, I'm trying mm-hmm. to emulate something, I immediately go like, F that. Like, right. No. You've already, I, I am you've who I am. If it's that, a good fit, then great. But I'm not wow. going to be something that I'm not. That is so other. refreshing because, yeah. you know, I think a lot of people live, you know, with trying to like fill a role versus like just being themselves. And well, it's hard to be yourself too. Like, yeah. It's scary. Yeah. Even, even when you feel like you're firing on all cylinders, it's still scary to open right. yourself up. But, um, you know, if there's one good thing that came of, you know, all those hard years for me, it has been... Really uh, recognizing the, the the benefit of being yourself and being comfortable right. and and not being afraid to be different yeah and not being afraid to have like different ideas and different yeah. thoughts and and there's tremendous value in that for sure it really truly is yeah so, absolutely and yeah. you know staying staying true to yourself and you know but I can understand living that but I you know what I do. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just thinking mm-hmm. about that issue. Sure. Yeah. But the, I mean, anytime we're negotiating in a deal, right? There's all different types of personalities out there. Yeah, and, for sure. And and of course you're reading the other side, and you're trying to fit so that the communication is working and nothing goes off the rails. And right. you know, when I'm negotiating, I'm constantly looking at the other side, and of course keeping my clients' best interests in mind and making sure that we're we're going in the direction that we need to. But you know, there's there's a lot of pull coming from the other side. There's a mm-hmm. lot of resistance right. and there's a lot of pushing and pulling. And that's that's where I think it becomes challenging sometimes to to hold your ground and, yeah. to, and to believe in what you believe and right. understand that this is true. And I always tell my clients, like, especially if we're, well, yeah, I always tell my clients, you give me your story. And if it doesn't make sense to me, then I'll call you out on a few things because I'm right. going to have to take that story and I'm going to have to tell it to somebody else. Yeah. And if I don't, fully believe it and I'm, it doesn't make sense to me and it's going to read wrong it's going to read wrong yeah absolutely you know so yeah. those are moments where I'm like yeah no it's got to be done a certain way and I know I'm doing the right thing and, yeah and it, and it most times works well yeah and you know I think there's this misconception that especially when you're conducting a sale that you have to be like mean take 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 yeah mean take like every win, scrape win, win. yeah mm-hmm. scrape everything you know sometimes that's what you're yeah, it, you can typically create a win-win situation if you're looking hard enough for the right innovative solution mm-hmm. during that like during that time. What's the most important thing for your clients? Is it the price? Well, let's yeah. focus on terms and conditions. Totally. Or like what's like so there's always some flex points where yeah. people will feel good on both sides mm-hmm. about, you know, about moving forward um, and doing things. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, 
if you're if you come off as insincere, if you come off as um, you know uh, deceptive in any way, that's yeah. that's gonna just that's gonna break a lot of um, you know most likely is gonna break a lot of your values, mm -hmm. and it's not gonna feel good to do the transaction anyway. So sure. like kind of thinking about it, and, and especially when we're in a commissions focused business. Mm -hmm. Hey, we gotta be honest. Like we have those feelings. Oh, I gotta like <laughs> I want to put this together. But fighting that and always serving the people in the long run mm -hmm. will make you like now doing like being uh, you know being an agent for now 13, 14 years. Like all those times where you know I was like maybe that's not the greatest property. That client has come back five, four or five times mm -hmm. more and more, and they mm -hmm. recommend everyone and their friends. Like oh, you know, and that's a big. Um, you know, that, that's, I think, especially in Vancouver, it's a huge source of, in, uh, uh, of business is small the people town. that you serve. It's a small town. It, it is really a small town. Well. Yeah. It really feels for like sure. we live in a small town. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah. And, you know, I think, um, just connecting a little bit of, of some of the, the, these portions. So like, um, so what are things going, what's going on now, Marty? Like, what's the, like, what's the plan? What's your like goals kind of moving forward? Yeah, so I'm kind of like you were talking about how sure. you, you get into three, four years and typically right. things can kind of take a shift at that point. Yeah. I do feel like there's maybe a shift coming, you know, sure. like I feel I'm very, I'm feeling really good about the, refer the referral business and my clientele and, and it seems to be generating well. Right. For me, it's going to be uh, probably getting more collaborative. Okay. Um, whether that's trying to find uh, or, or working with somebody um team environment sure. or unofficially working with some people, but just kind of picking on, picking up on that a little bit. Um, and really I'm at the stage now where a lot of the people that were like there at the beginning are now looking to change over and yeah. sell their property and right. something new. So I'm starting to see more and more of that. Mm -hmm. And my focus is that like my focus is like, okay, you know, like you got to keep those relationships going. Yeah. You got to keep them informed and you got to, you know, just keep, Keep, keep that going because it's super important. Um, it's, it's interesting, like yeah, I was saying before, I come from a, from a place of fundraising where I used to go on cold call and solicit right. and do all that stuff all the time yeah. and would do it without even like hesitation. <laughs> yeah. Real estate, for me, a really big challenge is the promotion side mm -hmm. of it. Yeah. You know, the marketing side of it. Right. So uh, amping that game up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Right, and I think it shouldn't. It, it depends. You shouldn't be bashful about doing good work, you know. Yeah. And, and there's some elements of that, um, but you know, I think um, there's 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 evolution in that in, in the business. So, for example, in my own case, I started as a prospecting heavy realtor. I was yeah. like Mister Cold Call Door like Knock. Numbers. Yeah. <laughs> if I do it this many times, yeah, exactly. then I'll get this result. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. And like that was kind of where I started my mm -hmm. business and really focused there, but it moves, you know, the mm -hmm. pendulum moves a little bit and you always want to uh, evolve mm -hmm. and um, you want to make decisions that are really, um, that feel good, intuitively feel good, but also are very logical yeah. and um, making, make sure that they're going to be the best thing for the future and they're going to be aligning, um, you know, with the, the goal that you have like far in the future. So mm -hmm. whether that's through like, um, like I know a lot of, uh, people are, and I think that in sometimes in teams, people are served better. Like mm -hmm. I know, like with my team, um, that if I was doing it myself, I don't think my clients would get served very well yeah. <laughs> because of a variety of different reasons. Yeah. Uh, but because I have great mm -hmm. people to work with, you know, they're they're taking care of, yeah. um, you know, the things that they really love to do, which is serve the clients and stuff like that. Yeah. And so, like, I think 
having elements of complementary parts is going to be better for, for sure. Um, or just really great relationships that you have. You know, I, um, there's a couple agents in the office that have really deep friendships with each other. Um, and, you know, when one goes away on vacation, they help out. But then a lot of the times they're like, well, let's share this client. This client would be good with the both yeah. of us. Yeah. Um, so that actually, yeah. Something that I've really kind of um, uh, picked up on this year right. was the, the co-listing thing. Yeah. You know, like working on co-listing. And <laughs> it's taken me into areas that I never would have gotten into otherwise. Right. And areas that I really, really enjoy. Like, yeah. I've spent a lot of time on the Sunshine Coast. Right. Where we have a place up there now. Yeah. But yeah. doing How some business out there, which is awesome. Right. But then also like Keats Island and Gambier Island. Right. And these types of uh, property sales that are like really interesting. Right. Like, I love that sort of stuff. Yeah. But yeah, uh, working on relationships with other realtors that have taking me in that direction yeah you know like that that's exciting so i'm really i really the, the good thing about my business is is that it's it's i don't specify in one spot right uh, i'm not just like a downtown it's realtor people it's totally yeah. like the people take me places right and uh i really love that mm -hmm. and I, I feel that starting to branch out and i'm gonna keep pushing on that and yeah 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 you know, that's really exciting, Marty. And I think, you know, it's, you know, for us, it's such a joy to work with you. And I, you know, enjoy this podcast so much, you know, because you're, you're such a like heartfelt and um, like, you, you, like a very authentic person. And I'm really, you know, and thank you for sharing so, uh, so openly as well. You know, um, I have a really big heart for, um, you know, what you talked about as well. My uncle was, uh, you know, who is, who's basically helped me for, my, you know, after my dad died, he really like guided me mm -hmm. in a way. And him and his partner, they've been married for, you know, twenty plus years yeah. or anything. They when we were kids, they used to take us to pride parade and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. And but he had to go through that too, and it's mm -hmm. like it's it's miserable. It totally yeah. is, right? And, and we're so lucky, like in. Well, I mean, I think that I think the world is a is a, well, our world evolved, here, yeah. our world here yeah. in in the West Coast in Vancouver right. is like what a, what an awesome spot because yeah. it is such a uh, welcoming, all inclusive yeah. place. And yeah, we're lucky. It, it's really interesting because it, it's such <clears throat> it's such a good city, and there's so many things that we need to celebrate in this city, and and um, you know, I never I never really thought that I was going to end up in Vancouver. I, now I can't imagine being anywhere else. Right. And like you and I, like we're in positions where we get to we get to really, really experience the city. Yeah, we really for sure. truly do. Like we're going, we're meeting people, we're being introduced into the lives yeah. in people's homes. I mean, right. come on, like we see the city inside now. Yeah, and what a gift that is right? for sure. And you know, I have like a long list of things that I wanted to talk to Marty about, but we'll have yeah. to wait till next time. We're <laughs> yeah, because we're going on. Yeah, on. Yeah, but yeah. you know what, Marty? Thanks so much no, for being part of the for, podcast. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I really, really appreciate fun. it. And it was yeah, it was just really great to connect again. Yeah. So, um, if you enjoyed this podcast, <laughs> which is mm -hmm. my plug, please rate it five out of five on uh, whatever you're listening to, whether it's uh, iTunes or Spotify or anything like that. And uh, Marty, what's the best way people can get in touch with you? Uh, they can get in touch with me by going to my website, sure. martysanaforth.com. Right. Uh, or you can give me a buzz, 604-603-6068. Perfect. Uh, my Instagram handle is Stanaforth Real Estate. Yep. And I'm actually not on Facebook. 
No. <laughs> Talking about self-promotion. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But I have a lot of secrets. Yeah, okay. That's okay. great. Okay, well, perfect. Well, thanks so much, Marty, for being part of the podcast. Thanks for having me. That was yeah, fun. thanks so much. That was, was a good great. one. Thank you.